Hi, I'm Helen and this is Why Mums Don't Jump. Busting taboos about leaks and lumps after childbirth. All the stuff that happens to your pelvic floor that no one ever talks about. Incontinence, prolapse, pelvic pain. Problems that affect millions of women. One in three. I'm one of them. I have a prolapse. My pelvic organs fell out of place after the birth of my second child five years ago. And if you'd told me then I'd be speaking about this stuff out loud, I would have told you to give your head a wobble. Hi and welcome. What a week. It was always going to be a nerve-wracking experience getting out there again with Series 2. But I should not have worried because once again I've been blown away with the response. Thanks so much for all your messages. I read every single one of them and it means a lot. And thanks also for everything you've done to share the podcast. That is making a big difference as well. I know there are lots of new faces around after the Emma Barnett episode and I know that for some of you, hearing Emma talk about having a hypertonic pelvic floor, a tight pelvic floor, was the first time you'd been able to put a name to the thing that you've been struggling with, which is good, right? And I hope that means a first step in trying to get some help with it all. If you are new to the podcast, I'm really glad you found it. It's grown out of my own experience of having pelvic organ prolapse or prolapses. It never sounds right, however I try to say it. But it's um, it's about trying to put out some good information about pelvic floor dysfunction of whatever variety, especially after childbirth, and just trying to chip away at the stigma that stops us from talking about it. I absolutely believe it is okay to say we are not okay with our pelvic organs falling out of place. It's not okay to have to wear incontinence pads forever. And it's not okay to put up with pain or painful sex or whatever it happens to be. So you can expect to hear other women's stories as well as from the experts who live and breathe pelvic floors and hopefully together we can try and get our heads around it all. One of the things I keep coming back to is this idea of a lack of knowledge. Why did no one tell me? How did I not know about this? All the things I wish I'd known before I had my children. Maybe you can relate to that. So this episode is with Tiffany Sequera, who is at Gyne Girl on Instagram. She's a pelvic physio and she's all about the education. Her bio says sex, fannies, willies, wee and lots, lots more. And she started by telling me how she got into pelvic health in the first place. Yeah, basically, I'm a 24-year-old girl. Um, At uni, when we studied physio, you learn about the body, respiratory, muscles, joints and nothing really fully appealed to me I enjoyed it but there was nothing I was super passionate about and then one day we had some lectures it was just a one day of lectures all on what they called it women's health actually so we didn't really cover men's too much Um, and I thought oh this sounds a bit more interesting I'm learning lots about my own body that I didn't know and then I did a placement at Hammersmith Hospital and it was just the most fantastic group of ladies there they were so passionate um, and Again, it was just so much that I didn't know that physio would cover and I was learning lots and I was keen to learn more. So that's where it started. And then my interest stemmed a lot more. I know a lot of ladies go into it kind of postnatally after they've had baby. But actually, it made me realise that no pelvic health starts from day one. I should have been doing my pelvic floors since I was a kid. There's so much and it doesn't just incorporate kind of incontinence. It's your sexual dysfunctions. It's your prolapse. It's your pelvic pain, which can happen to absolutely anyone. So it was relevant to me. It was relevant to my family, my girlfriends. It was it's relevant to everyone. And I think 
that's where my interest and passion stemmed from. And, and have you, has any of it surprised you along the way? Is the job what you thought it would be? It is, and I think it's even more than what I thought it would be. I think when I first went into it, I was very narrow-minded and I thought pelvic health would be your postnatal ladies and then your clinics. And then now, so I do kind of two jobs. I also work in an acute hospital, so I will work on kind of ICU, elderly care, um, medical wards. And pelvic health is still so relevant there. You still get patients who are incontinence, um, patients who have prolapse and things that they don't seek medical help for. So it literally fits into absolutely every part of kind of the hospital. And I think that's what shocks me as well how how do you find talking to like different age groups about it because you know you're you're 24 I'm mm. 42 please tell me that <laughs> your friends know more about pelvic health than I did oh it's it's a split one I think they're always asking me questions and I think that's what encouraged me to make the Instagram because some of the questions the girls would ask me on our group whatsapp I think gosh like how do you not know these things and how bad that we all went to an all-girls school and we were not taught the basics but I think it's getting better and I think especially the kind of new kind of Gen Z era I think people are a lot more open to talking about sex and relationships and things like that which is great but I think what I like to focus on especially on my Instagram is more the things that we don't like to talk about with sex or um, pelvic health and stuff that actually happens to a lot of us but nobody ever mentions it, so you think you're all alone when really you're anything but. But I think we're going, I hope we're going in the right direction. Um, we'll see, I guess. With your page, I don't think there's a single woman or a man for that matter who could not learn something from oh, that thank page. thank you. <laughs> I consider myself to be fairly enlightened and probably only recently. But mm. there's still tons of stuff that you put on there that I'm like, oh, like never seen that product, did not know that existed. <laughs> And that just shows, I mean, I finished secondary school. I went to secondary school till I was 18, an all-girls school. I could do algebra. I could name all the parts of a plant. I could name all this random, random stuff, but I could not name you the anatomy of the vulva, the vagina. I could not label five things on a female pelvic anatomy. And I think, gosh, there is something that we're really doing wrong here because... I'm 18 and nobody's discussed these things and it's not part of the curriculum for a lot of people. Teachers, educators are not comfortable discussing it as well. And it just, it shows that we've got a long way to go in that respect, absolutely. I had a bit of a look today to see if I could find it in the curriculum mm. and I didn't have the full picture. But in the search that I did, I couldn't find anything. And I know a lot of people were celebrating this year because menopause has finally got mm. onto the national curriculum for schools in England. I couldn't I couldn't find anything. I think you've got to be able to name the or label the reproductive system. Yeah. But there's obviously so much more than that. Mm. And like and I think probably I might have said at one point, well, you know, you can't you can't know everything. You mm. can't learn everything. You can't expect people to, to know everything. But actually, it's so important, isn't it? And it's it relates yeah. to so so much of how your body functions. Just even like the foundations, like the basic anatomy, I think if you know the words and the parts of your pelvis, um, your vagina, your vulva, your clitoris, if you've got any issues or something not quite right there, if you then go and seek medical help, you're more likely to explain what's going on instead of just being, oh, my down below here hurts. Or, And I think we're really doing our kind of generation a disservice because there's nothing, we all have pel pelvis, we all have private parts. 
it's nothing new, it's nothing dirty, but yet everyone kind of shies away from talking about it. And yeah, that's what I'm really trying to push as much as I can. And I hope that one day in the future, if I was to have children, they would hopefully be part of the era where they can talk about things openly and freely without any kind of judgment there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even just like in the last year when mm. I first started the podcast, I was I definitely was one of those people who would go yeah. red at saying the word vulva or vagina. And just through having to say it so much more, I'm all right with it now. It, mm. it just becomes another word, doesn't it? I remember when I first started working in pelvic and the best advice I ever had was uh, one of the girls said to me go in front of the mirror when you get home and say the words vagina vulva clitoris orgasm discharge and say it again and again and again until you (laughs) don't feel uncomfortable and it's life-changing because then if you're not uncomfortable your patients won't be uncomfortable yeah honestly like one of the best bits of advice I ever had and I think it's relevant not just if you're working in healthcare but for absolutely any woman male anyone who's going to try and talk or seek help no I think it's brilliant and and so if you were I I mean what where would you start (laughs) obviously you're not in charge of the country or education (laughs) but like what do you wish you had learned in school I think so much of at least my sex education at school was focused on I guess pregnancy and how to avoid it and actually in my 24 years of living, that's not been a major issue of my life. I wanted to know about female pleasure. I wanted to know about orgasm, the clitoris. Pelvic floors were never mentioned to me, not in PE lessons, in classrooms, absolutely nothing. I'd want to talk more about consent. And I think there was a lot of emphasis on the male orgasm and male um, stimulation, erections, but women's stimulation, women's orgasm, nothing was ever, ever mentioned and I don't think it's specific to the school I went to I think it's across the board we would tend to focus on pleasure in terms of males but not females and I think it's a real shame for young women actually to this day. What's the one thing you come across in your work that you wish people knew about? I wish people knew that pelvic physio could deal with sexual pain so many women are having sex and they think it's meant to be uncomfortable or um, it's just something we have to grin and bear. And actually, no, sex can be amazing. It can be great. And the fact that it's uncomfortable is something you should seek medical advice for. And I find it so disheartening when I get women in their kind of 50s, 60s, and they've said, no, sex has always been uncomfortable for me. And you feel like shaking them and saying, why didn't you come and seek help earlier? I think women think... A lot of stuff is just, yeah, we have to put up with this. It's just one of the ways of life. Oh, this happens with menopause. This happens after you've had a baby. And no, it's, there's nothing that we need to grin and bear. We're like Life isn't over. There's still so much to be doing. Seek help. Ask the questions. Don't just take anything for granted and think this is how I'm going to be. What do you, um, I'm thinking about your Instagram page. I presume mm. you must get all kinds of responses to it I bet you get asked some pretty crazy questions as well so that's I, not what it's for is no. it? obviously <laughs> not but I'm sure you do <laughs> I do and I'll get oh lots of random weird ones generally they're the accounts which have like two followers and you can t- tell that it's someone's like fake account they've made but um oh yeah lots of questions like oh do you oh I've had I've had people send me pictures of their bits before and I thought no. yeah I know and I, was, I have a, like a generic message I'll send back like sorry this isn't for me um if you do need help seek medical advice I don't know if that's awful or just really tragic that you that's, know that's, yeah. that's the only place they feel like they can 
mm. reveal their problems. I get a lot from like Middle Eastern countries as well, where obviously mm. seeking pelvic health advice is a lot harder and even more to be than it is here. And that's always so disheartening because you think, gosh, like if we think it's bad here in taboo, there it's just a different level for these ladies and things like I'll get people asking me um, will my husband know if I'm not a virgin anymore and stuff mm-hmm. like the sheer panic of having to find a random girl on Instagram to ask these questions just shows the like, severity of what it's like out there as well. And, that, and that's another thing I really love about about your page. You've mm. um, sort of made a real effort to highlight racial inequalities, mm. how things affect different communities. Tell me a bit about that. I think we need healthcare from a pelvic point of view to be so much more inclusive. So I want diagrams to have all different colours of bodies in there. A lot of our NHS ones and people say, oh, it's so photocopying comes out. Well, it's not. We have so much money. We spend so much money on stupid things. Print it in colour. Have brown skin. Have black hang skin. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. I hang know. On, hang on. Go on. Go. Photocopying what? Yeah. So they've I, when I've chased it through, so when I've had other production companies send me bits, I've questioned, oh, like, why have we not got any brown skin? And they'll say, oh, no, we've just done, like, an outline in black and white. So when it photocopies it photocopies well and I'm like well no shade it make it a bit grey if you're doing it black and white have different we're not all bog standard I want different coloured skin if you have to photocopy it shade it a bit I'm not I'm easy but don't give me that one-off excuse because I'm not buying it you're not buying it and it's really short-sighted of them surely because that's not like the customer base is broader than that right (laughs) absolutely and even things like in our postpartum booklets we give out you'll show exercises of the mum and the mum's day one postnatal and she's got a flat tummy perky boobs doing all sorts of positions and come like who are we kidding here and it's it's I think when women are at their most vulnerable they're seeking medical help what a joke that we're giving them these leaflets and these diagrams like we're not kidding them we're not kidding ourselves let's just let's get it accurate I want to see stretch marks pubes different people sitting in the toilet with a bit of a tummy rolls Nobody is looking like what they look like in these diagrams, so I don't know who we're trying to kid really with it. And the diagrams you've actually you're working with someone else to get. I've seen them on your page. Mm. They look amazing. Where you have models of women with brown skin, right? Yeah. Have you had a good response to that? Absolutely, it's gone. Yeah, absolutely, a great response. And we're using it in a lot of our diagrams in my clinics now as well. But I actually had to find a um, graphics student and ask her if she wouldn't mind spending a bit of time to make these for me. And I was just thinking, gosh, like how crazy that it's 2020. I'm very early in my career and I'm having to source someone to make these. There's nothing out there with these diagrams. So it's fantastic that it's out there and more and more places are using it now. But equally, I'm quite disheartened that, for example, like when my mum was pregnant with me, there was nothing out there that was relatable to an Indian lady. Well, you know, if you've got anything to do with it, I'm sure that will change thank you sometimes it just takes someone to come in with a bit of a fresh perspective doesn't it Mm, absolutely and hopefully I'm the girl um we'll see one day so what's what's your plan then do you have one what are you aiming for oh my gosh I'm just going with the flow really I like to cover like I said things that women don't want to talk about and I think more and more stuff will constantly come out I want to talk about products that are on the market that maybe shouldn't be on the market or advertised in that way. I want to squash a lot more taboos as well. And I think just, I'm 
a girl of a group of 11 girls so there's always things that get mentioned in the group chat or questions and I think it constantly opens my eyes to things that I can talk about but I'm very I'm just going with the flow really and I think with pelvic and sexual health there's always stuff coming out in the media so we're I don't think I'll be short for posts for a little while. No, I don't think so. What um what do they make of of gyne girl your Oh they love it. It was group. their idea. So it was on a night out. It's all good story starts. Um <laughs> I was working in pelvic very early on and they kept asking me all these questions and I was like, do "You know what? I'm thinking of maybe doing like an Instagram or just something because I get the same questions again and again." Um, and then we were thinking of names and that night one of my friends made the Instagram gyne girl just to save the Instagram handle for me um, and we just went on for, but yeah they're so supportive they're the first ones to like and share always and if anything it. comes out in the media they're the first ones to send it to me as well so yeah a very supportive girl group actually that's what everybody needs everybody you needs know. that in their life <laughs> sometimes do, that's enough you? as long as one of you actually has some useful information to share yeah. to share <laughs> wish I had a night out story those have been few and far between lately I tell you what though I am convinced now that learning about this stuff after childbirth is too late I think learning about it at menopause is too late and I think that learning about it in pregnancy is probably also too late I'd like to see a pelvic health curriculum in schools I don't think that's that radical is it I don't know let me know what you think Please do subscribe to the podcast, write a review if that's an option and spread the word in whatever way you can. In the next episode, a taboo within a taboo, bowel incontinence. I'll be talking to Chantelle Sandham who is at Tears From Tearing on Instagram about her experience and why she's decided to share her story. The graphics, by the way, that we were talking about in this episode were by Ellie Jack Illustrations. You've been listening to Why Mums Don't Jump with me, Helen Ledwick. You can find me on Instagram at Why Mums Don't Jump or online at whymumsdontjump.com. Bye for now.